The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Promoting positivity and inclusivity, you're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I'm super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine existing in that space every day, every day, like right now, you, peace, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Wow. I'm so happy we can be together on this wonderful holiday as we commemorate the life of the incredible Martin Luther King Jr., a man who brought us so much hope. Um, Think of, and when I think of hope, I, I think of it as a pool of energy that can sustain us through difficult times and help move us to our next level of greatness. Martin Luther King stood for hope and justice and equality. He believed in the basic goodness of mankind and had faith that fairness would help create a better future for everyone. And I admire the man and his belief in a better world. I would like to take a brief moment just to honor the memory of Martin Luther King and the work that he's done to make such a just society. Hmm. And as we go on with our show today, I want to say this. Last week, we announced our theme for 2022. And I hope you remember it. I hope it's embedded in your heart and mind there. Our theme for Dr. Drayvon James and the Everyday Peace audience, our show, is it's time to improve my life. Does that make you feel as excited as it makes me feel? Right now, it's time to do it. We talked about why we put the theme in the first person, right? Why do we say it's time to improve my life, not it's time to improve your life? We're taking ownership of that. It's because we all need to take personal accountability for achieving our next level of greatness, whatever that looks like for you. 
On this program, we talk about the philosophy of everyday peace as a system for us to achieve our next level of greatness. We also bring on the guests and the topics that highlight opportunities for us to learn, to grow, and also to have entertainment. The last couple of weeks, we have been talking about goals and how to set them so that we can hit the mark, right? We don't wanna be part of that 92% of people who set those New Year's resolutions and they don't work, they don't, they don't make their goals. And we can change that narrative. So if you've um, not listened to the last few shows, please go back and listen to them. I strongly recommend that you go get that training and that teaching and that guidance on how to effectively set a goal. You can go back to listen to last week's uh, show, the show before, and all of our shows by visiting and subscribing to Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Or you can listen to them on the unityonlineradio.org website. You can also access a wealth of information about the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace World by visiting our website, drdrayvonjames.com. The website includes words of wisdom, encouragement, excerpts from my book, contact information, and yes, you're right, free gifts. We got tons of free gifts on there. So if you're interested in getting some free um, gifts and, and learning some free things that will help you on your journey, please visit the website, visit often. If you have not signed up for Leaders in High Heels, what are you waiting for? This is a fun, absolutely necessary component to you building to your next level of greatness. It's a uh, membership, free membership, uh, what is a Facebook group. So visit Facebook and go to Leaders in High Heels, Dr. Drayvon James. Join today. You will not be sorry that you did. You'll find all kinds of tips to help you get to your next level of greatness and a great community of women to support you as you do that. Community and support is everything. If you have not set your goals for 2022, I encourage you to do so. For those of you who've already set your goals, Congratulations. As we discussed last year, please remember not to overwhelm yourself. We're setting one major goal, one major, it doesn't have to be earth shattering, just major to you, important to you. One goal in your health category, one goal in your wealth category, and one goal in your relationship category, right? And when I say it's a major goal, it only needs to be major to you. It doesn't need to be major to anybody else. Make these goals something that's personal and significant for you. So if you haven't done that, if you haven't set your goals, please go ahead and do that. We've talked about so many things about how to set a goal, make sure that you're looking for who is the person that you want to become in 2022. Really get a strong image of who that person is as you move along in your journey. We're going to be talking a lot about this over the next couple of weeks. So, but I do want to bring on our fabulous guest uh, for this week, who is Lillian So. She is our first guest of today. She is a life coach. She is a healer. She is a dreamer. She just makes me smile. She is with us today to discuss her new book, So Empowered, which is the quintessential guide for, to transforming your health, your money, and your relationships. Sound familiar? That sounds like it's right up our alley as everyday peacemakers. Welcome to the show, Lillian. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. I am 
I'm so overwhelmed to have you here today because when I, you know, read about you and read some of your work, I mean, you so resonate with what we're doing here and looking at the whole person. So tell us a little bit about your journey before we jump into um, talking about your book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, my journey is very kind of long and windy and very nonlinear, but I, I will try to give you the shortest version possible. And that is, uh, you know, I was born and raised in Chicago. I'm a daughter of Korean immigrant parents. And, uh, you know, I started my career in fitness about, you know, 20 plus years ago at this point now. Um, and I started my career in fitness because I started my journey to fitness at a very, very young age. Um, and that was because my extended family members were always making these comments about, you know, how they thought I was too overweight and how they thought that I was too big and too tall and, you know, this, that and the other, um, you know, compared to kind of like the average small, you know, petite Korean little girl. And so, you know, from that place, I became very self-conscious and aware of, you know, my appearance and whatnot and, you know, kind of threw myself into fitness at a very young age, you know, into fitness and dieting and all that stuff, you know, before I even got into high school, probably too young, to be honest. Um, But, you know, from there, you know, having already started to get really involved in all things you know, fitness, you kind of naturally start to get into all the other things that have to do with self-improvement and self-development as well. That kind of tends to happen, I feel like, naturally uh, along the journey. So uh, once I started, you know, hitting some glass ceilings in my fitness career, I just realized that there was still something missing. I wanted more. And so I started to explore beyond fitness, I started to explore mind-body modalities, more self-development, self-healing, all things self-love, psychology and philosophy and all the woo. And and then pretty much, you know, throughout, you know, about a 10-year journey of self-discovery and healing, uh, I ended up, you know, just kind of integrating everything into a holistic process and to a holistic system to help my clients, you know, become the healthiest, happiest versions of themselves as well in the same way that I was able to do for myself. Oh, wonderful. So we share the common. I'm from Chicago as well. So and I love right the fact. <laughs> yes, I love the fact that you mentioned that your journey has not been linear. Right. And that is the truth for any of us. Right. So I want to just take that moment to encourage our listeners. If you're looking at your path and you're wondering, you know, wow, you've been doing this and doing that and for, following what you believe to be the correct formula. There is nothing wrong with you nor your formula if you found that your your journey is not linear because there are no linear journeys in life. We all do this cyclical thing in life and that's what keeps this whole process going. And so you pick up and you learn and you move in this circular pattern. It's not linear, but it is beautiful when you sit back and reflect on your journey. I encourage us all to do that um, as we are still on our journey to sit back and reflect and on the learning that's taking place, the developing that's taking place, not on the don't don't do a tally of what are so-called wins and loss because you're always winning based on your perspective. So thank you for reminding us of that. So we're talking about your book, which is fabulous. Um, Tell us a little what led you to write this book? Yeah, so the reason why I wrote this book was because, uh, you know, truth be told, it's very hard to explain what I do. Like, probably um, one of my least favorite questions, (laughs) uh, one of my least favorite questions to receive when I meet somebody is, uh, oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. (laughs) I'm like, this is about to, I'm like, I hope you have a minute because, once again, my journey was very nonlinear. I wouldn't say that I just have one title 
you know, or job description, you know, one job title that I do, you know, there's so many things that I do and, and uh, I'm such an integrative facilitator of transformation. And so um, first by, by realizing that it was just hard for me to explain what I do in general, I realized that I realized that I needed to, you know, find a way to really consolidate uh, what it is that I do to try to hone in my message to really dial down what it is that I do. And I realized that, you know, writing a book, amongst many other things, of course, would be a great way for me to be able to do that. And so writing this book, uh, The So Empowered, is basically the first lesson that I teach any new client that comes in to work with me. So anytime someone wants to come in to work with me, you know, people come to me because they want to transform whatever it is, right? Some people come to me because they want to transform their body. Some people want to transform their money, their career, their relationships, whatever it is that they're looking to transform. When they come and work with me, the first lesson that they learn from me is that whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life, you have to learn how to take care of yourself first. And you are more than just a physical being. You have five layers. You are a holistic being. And we have to start taking care of all of those layers of your body first and once you start to dial that in other things will organize around you and start to make sense around all of that but first things first you got to take care of yourself and that is the kind of like a long answer to why I decided to write this book Oh, no, I get it. Because so often, not just women, men included, we don't take care of ourselves. We're we're on the last um, last thought of our mind. We don't be if we take a moment. I, I've worked in healthcare for over 30 years and I know people look at you like you have two heads. If you say, I'm going to take a lunch break now, they're like, what? <laughs> you got all this, all these people who need you and need you on the front lines. And how dare you have this human desire to to replenish yourself with uh, sustenance, right? And, right. Uh, but the truth of the matter is we're better for everyone around us when we take care of ourselves. I love, I love the fact that that was the intention here is to really, how do you take care of yourself? So let's talk about these five layers of taking care of yourself. What are they and how can we do better in that, in, you know, yeah. taking care of ourselves? Absolutely. Yes. It's so true uh, that, you know, I think, Anybody who has a lot of responsibilities and, you know, considers themselves some kind of a high achiever or an overachiever, you know, we are very much driven to take care of other people to accomplish our goals. And it's so easy to put ourselves last, even though uh, we are where that success comes from, right? It's like, it's so funny how we do this. It's like, okay, I want to hit all these goals, but I'm just going to override all of my basic needs in order to get there. But it's like, but how you're going to get there better, faster, and and not be in shambles when you get there if you actually take care of yourself along the way, you know. Um, But we often forget that. And so, you know, this book to me is basically, I call it like a human operating manual. It's a guide to taking care of all the layers of yourself. So you are not only just a physical body, but you are an energetic body. You are a mental, emotional body. You are a wisdom, spiritual body, and you are also a bliss body. So there are five layers and components to the whole being and when you take care of all of those layers that is when you can truly feel a sense of wholeness that's when you can reach your potential and feel present happy you know all that good stuff that we're all looking for okay and as you were talking i'm sorry i was trying to write them down i got the spiritual body you are the blissful body the physical body Mm -hmm. and there was two that i missed 
Yeah, the energetic body, which is the second layer, and then the mental, emotional body, which is the third mm. layer. So the way that you can look at it is it's your physical body, it's your energy, it's your thoughts and feelings, it's your spirit, and then it's your bliss. And we have to take care of all of that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It sounds like a lot of work, <laughs> right? And it sounds yeah. like, I don't know if other people are like me, once we start thinking, oh, this is going to be a lot of work, we start getting a little bit tired and thinking, ah, I don't know if I can do it. But here's what I know, right? When we start taking care of ourselves, right? The outcome is so um, so needed and we see and feel that difference that it's something that we, we desire to do. We, we want to have this, this mm. show of self-appreciation, I guess we'll call it that, because that's really what it sounds like to me. This is it creates yeah. a sense of self-appreciation because you are taking the time to acknowledge these five layers of you that all need tending to, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of times we think that we know what self-love actually is, and you just hit the, the nail on the head right there. Uh, this really is, you know, a guide to actually learning how to take care of yourself, how to love yourself. And I think we often think that self-love just means, oh, I took myself out for, you know, uh, a, a nice dinner, or I treated myself, or I take myself on vacation every now and again. I speak my mind all the time. I make my own money. I love myself. And yeah, th- those are all great, you know, things, you know, to feel empowered and whatnot. But to really love yourself really means that you really know yourself inside and out. You know what your needs are and you take care of yourself without any guilt, without any shame, without any hesitation. Um, and you, and you, and you do that all the time. You know, you really understand that you are the most important person in your life and that everything else that you want, including, you know, making other people happy too, comes from you actually loving on yourself first, taking care of yourself first. Wow. Okay. So we we got we, we we got this understanding that everything stems from there, right? It's like the foundation. If you haven't done this, then it's sort of um, a no-brainer that um, you trying to give externally to someone else is going to have a very short short set, uh, shelf life. You're not going to be able to sustain that because your foundation is weak. You haven't right. poured into yourself, right? You haven't taken the time necessary to make sure that you are. Um, free from the after after shocks of of uh, disappointment or what have you any of those things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that's so yeah. very so very necessary in order to push forward now what is the best thing like where where should our where do we start as a listener we got these five layers where do i where do i start as far as taking care of myself which layer is do i start with if there's no clear indication of something that's caused one yeah, layer to be more damaged yeah. So the beauty of this book is that, you know, with each layer, I take you through a self-assessment. I literally, in very, very simple terms, you know, break it all down with each layer, right? From from the physical layer to the energetic, emotional and whatnot. And literally inside the book, I'll say like when your energetic body is, you know, well and healthy and taken care of, you feel X, Y, and Z, you know, you don't feel sluggish, you have energy to keep going, you know, you wake up out of bed, excited for the day, etc. When your energetic body is out of alignment, right, you feel really irritable, you feel, you know, um, you feel tired, no matter how many supplements you take, no matter how many cups of coffee you have. So all of these signs and symptoms are already in the book. So you can self assess yourself as you are reading it as you go in real time, uh, which is really helpful. Um, and then from there, once you actually assess yourself, 
and you know, with the signs and symptoms, then we go right into action steps, right? I'm all about like, okay, so now what do I do about it? Like, I get it. My physical body needs help. Like, I get it. My spirit, my spirit body needs some attention. But what do I now do? And so this is where we break it down into very, very easy to follow action steps um, that work immediately. This is all the exact same stuff that I teach my clients. You know, it's really not rocket science. A lot of these things are things that we just know. We already know, but we just need uh, someone to literally tell us, do this. And so the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest place to start is by taking care of your physical body. You live in your physical body. You live in your body every day. You know, you have to go to bed. You have to eat breakfast. You know, you have to drink water. These are basic things that we all have to do no matter who you are, no matter what it is, whatever your profession is, no matter where you live in the world, you have to take care of your body. So that is the easiest place to start. And we obviously start with some basics and that, uh, you know, in the book. And some of those basics literally look like drink water every day, right? Move your body, sleep, eat nourishing foods. You know, so many of us don't even do those basics. Even my own parents, I have to call them and be like, have you been drinking water? How much water are you drinking? Like, are you sure? You know, and it's like such basic things, but we, we tend to ignore them and uh, neglect these things because they're so basic, you know, and then everything kind of falls apart from there once we don't have that foundation. So that is the easiest place to start is by taking care of your physical body. Start with the lowest hanging fruit items possible, which literally looks like drink water, go outside, move your body, sleep, (laughs) eat well, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be like you said, like basic, basic common knowledge, right? These are things that the body needs. It doesn't change. The body is still needing those things. And then anything we do above that, that's an extra stuff that the body can definitely benefit from too as well. But without the sleep and the adequate water, fluid and water intake, uh, everything else is kind of a moot, a moot point um, going forward. Yeah. So we're here, we're, we're discussing the book. Tell us where we can find the book again. So empowered. Where do we find this book? Yeah, I mean, you can find it on Amazon. You can literally just search for my name, Lillian So. You can search for the book, So Empowered. You can also, you know, visit my site, uh, the so, SoEmpoweredBook.com. So it's literally SoEmpoweredBook.com. You can get the book there, uh, you know, and find other resources in there as well. And then you can also learn more about my methods um, at my website, TheSoMethod.com, where you can also find the book there. So that's TheSoMethod.com. My name is Lillian, so obviously put it in the internet, <laughs> put it, put it, put it in the Google, and you'll find me. <laughs> right, babe, put it in the Google, it'll, it'll all come out in the wash. Yeah. I love it, I love it. So, um, we're, we're talking again about so empowered, and I want to ask you, how is it the work you, how is the work that you do different from traditional therapy or life coaching? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest difference with what I do is that I fill in the gaps where wherever the, 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 so I feel like everywhere you go, there's always something missing. Okay. So like in fitness, I felt like there wasn't enough mind body in the yoga world. I felt like there wasn't enough regard for literal basic health and fitness type of, you know, things. When you go to therapy, I feel like they don't, it's just so focused on the talk therapy and the processing that there isn't enough looking ahead, setting goals and actually taking care of yourself and taking action steps. Therapy is really great for understanding why we got there, why some things happen, why we feel a certain way, but then it doesn't really give you the action steps and like, now what do you do about it? And then if you go to regular coaching, yeah, 
that's good. You're setting goals and you're being held accountable and motivated by your coach to do the things. But sometimes you run into self-sabotaging patterns over and over and over again. And until you get to the root cause of why the heck you keep coming back to the self-sabotaging pattern, if you don't get to the root cause of why you cannot get past this certain, this, you know, dysfunctional pattern that you keep on going through, which is oftentimes worked out in more of a therapeutic setting, you're always going to end up hitting a wall. So the difference between working with me and maybe some of these other more traditional therapists or, or traditional, you know, uh, a professional with like a one kind of title or job description is that when you work with me, it's a one-stop shop. So when you come and work with me, all of a sudden, it's like hiring a personal trainer, a therapist, a coach, and a healer all in one. We do the health and fitness work. We do the therapy work. We do the goal setting. We do the accountability. We get a little bit into the woo. We get into the spiritual lingo stuff, and we combine all of that together so that now everything connects, you're able to connect the dots so much faster, and then that way you get the results that you've always wanted without feeling like you're constantly searching for answers. Like something that may have taken you 10 years, which is what it took me, 10 years of research and, and trying this, that, and the other, all of a sudden you can now find it in one place, one system, one process with me. Yeah, that that's I, I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, you take this approach and it's action oriented. Like you mentioned, like in therapy, you know, we go and we ask the why. And oftentimes that's great. You know, we need to have that why, but we do need some, you know, some action steps to move us towards our next level of greatness, wherever we decide that's going to be. So what are some of the most common blind spots or disconnections you see in folks that you work with? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, so many of my clients come to me and they're burned out. I would say that that's probably one of the most common ailments uh, that my clients have. They, they come in and they're so burned out and they are, they are successful, but they're burned out. And the reason why they're so successful is because they've always been the reliable one, the dependable one, the one that always gets things done. But then in the process, they're constantly burning out. And then what they don't realize, and this is what I consider blind spot, what they don't realize is that if they would actually set better boundaries if they would actually set more time to give themselves what they need, eat breakfast, go work out, take care of themselves first, fill their cup first, they would actually be able to get done just as much, if not more, in less time without the burnout. But their conditioning, their programming has told them, like, no, I'm the only one that can do it. I'm the one that's depend I'm the one that's reliable. You know, they've been told their whole lives that they're such good kids. They've been told their whole lives that they're the only ones that their parents can rely on, their teachers can rely on, their friends can rely on. And so this becomes this programming that becomes ingrained. And then they're so afraid to step away and fill their cup up first. They're so afraid to take care of themselves first, which ends up putting them on this hamster wheel of burnout and never feeling like they can step away and take care of themselves. And so the biggest blind spot there is that they don't realize that they actually need to take care of themselves first, that if they would actually set those better boundaries, that they would actually be able to get just as much done, if not more. Um, but, you know, there's this old programming, this old conditioning that's driving them and they don't realize that. So that's like one example. Um, another example of a blind spot would be somebody who's been trying to lose weight for a long time. I have clients that come to me because they want to lose weight. They've tried 
everything under the sun, all the diets, all the programs, this, that, and the other, and they don't understand why it doesn't work. They've tried being vegetarian. They've tried doing keto. They've tried doing, you know, they've tried doing paleo. Why can't they seem to, you know, lose the weight and so forth? And when they come oh in and work with me, gosh. they... Lillian, I, I'm so caught up. I hear the theme music. Oh, my gosh. I had one more. <laughs> you are so amazing. You'll have to come back. Everyone, we're talking to uh, Lillian So. Her book, So Empowered. You have to get this book. This is Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. We'll be right back after this commercial break. You found the most positive place on the Internet. Thanks for listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. We got an amazing guest um, with us for the second half of the show. I know you enjoyed Lillian So. She was amazing. Right now, we, I want to welcome our guest now, who is Adam C. Hall. He is a, um, an author, a speaker, a futurist, a uh, successful businessman, very, very successful, social architect, um, impact investor. Adam is here to talk about his book, Divine Genius, the unlearning curve. I was just telling him during the break that I am super um, fascinated with the title. It just excites me. The cover, everything is just wonderful. So uh, we're going to dive right in. He's got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about just unlearning and and, and re rediscovering. And that's where I think um, we're going to focus today. And Adam, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your journey and what's led you to where you are today. Well, thank you, Dr. James. It's it's wonderful to be here with with you and, and all your your listeners. And yes, we are all on a powerful transformational journey. And I certainly have been on my been on one myself, which really began, uh, you know, many many years ago in my quest for let's just call it uh, to achieve success, the American dream, the home. You know all the accoutrements in the good life. You know the the hamster wheel of just just having to show up every day and you know take it and work as hard as I can. But ultimately, it was a very narcissistic uh, lifestyle for me. I didn't feel good. I was taking the tums in the morning and drinking the tequila at night. And uh, while there was much success, there was something fairly missing. And that's what began when the alarm bell kind of went off and said, well, wait a second, I seemingly have it all here, but do I really? And that began the journey to begin, like, there must be something more in my life. There must be something more purposeful in life. I must have a mission that can serve the greater good in my life. So I began that exploration from kind of the what we some have called the need as the earth conqueror um, to ultimately begin the journey to serve the greater good of our humanity and share the work that I do now. And, and so I've been writing, I've been teaching, I've been sharing and working uh, with leaders around business and business and, and also very much focused on the challenges that we face right now. So here I am, 
I look forward to sharing with you today about the divine genius, the unlearning curve, and whatever else we may want to explore. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And, and so I do want to just, and we, we have so much to talk about, so little time. So I can already tell you one of those guests who I'm going to want to bring back again and again. But I love, uh, there are some times when I just hear words, I wouldn't say that I'm a lover of words necessarily, but when some words come together, they just evoke something in me. And this divine genius, this title seems to say so much. I'd love to hear your thoughts behind putting those words together and the divine genius and what was meant by that. Well, you bet. When I was when I was writing the divine genius, the unlearning curve, the working title was actually divine design. And what I had been doing over the last several years is really um, what I would say exploring my own conscious evolution so that I could be aware of my life journey and the path I wanted to take. In other words, instead of life happening to me, I wanted life to happen through me, where I felt really alive, where I could move beyond the burnout, the stress, and I could move into a place of my own creativity with spirit. And so I begin this journey of the divine design, kind of looking at the blueprint of the elegance of the universe, both the, the heaven above and earth, earth where we are and the connection point of heaven and earth and looking at ourselves as physical in the physical world and also the spiritual world and connecting with the quantum field. And, you know, I was doing all that work, but ultimately when it got down to the at the end of the day, so to speak, when it came down to like, what, what is really, what is this? book about and it's about the the divine genius and the divine genius some would call god others would call the christ mind the buddha mind or the krishna mind it's not attached to a god or a being or a religion or a philosophy it's a universal expression of who we all are in and of ourselves, we are divine. We are divine lights. We are love. And we are geniuses. And often we don't think of ourselves that way. We play small. I played small in the possibility of what I could be. So the divine genius is what's alive, and certainly in, in the life that I'm living, and in the lives of all of us. So it, I'm here to help kind of activate that divine, so, that divinity, and that genius in, the, in any way I can. And thank you for having me and supporting your your work and all our work together to do that. Right. And you said something, um, which I also love, too. You said, you know, you're, we are all geniuses, right? And you're here to help us not to play small. And when I think about you and in your background and your history, and here you are, this amazing, um, successful businessman in the business world, and yet you refer to yourself as that you were playing small. And I get it. I get it because um, you had so much more to give on a different level. And as a coach myself, I, I find that that is one of the general things amongst people in their whole life is that they feel like they're playing small and they don't know how to either achieve the success that on the path that they're on and that which they so desperately are working towards 
And then there are those who want to disentangle themselves from the path that they're on to follow their passion. And then I have those who have not yet discovered their passion. So I have people in these three categories, you know, and, and all of them, I would be, um, I think the term that you use, playing small would be befitting. It's like, okay, how do you stop playing small and feed your inner self? And I, I know that's a loaded question <laughs> for, for a short <laughs> interview. And so I'm interested in you taking that anywhere you want to. But I think that does speak to the human condition because with or without COVID pandemic, we still have the conditioning of the human human mind, right? And and the playing small. So how do we recondition ourselves so we're not doing that? Well, it it's, it it is a, it is an excellent question because the the wiring and the firing of our default mechanisms in our brain, which is primarily driven by our survival instinct, a a, a Darwinian instinct that's very animal in, in its own life, which, uh, right, but it, which is understandable that we need to survive. And, but ultimately, the idea, it, it locks us into, and what I found and what I share in the Divine Genius, the Unlearning Curve, it locks us into a very small aspect of ourselves. And that small aspect is the problem. That small aspect is the idea. It's the thought that we could be separate from each other, from Mother Nature, from God, or Spirit, or Divine Genius, whatever you want to call it. That is a thought which locks us into a way of living our lives in a very limited way, in a limited experience. And oftentimes we look into our outer world and we see people, quote-unquote, successful celebrities, uh, actors, you know, agents, people that are athletes, people that are business people, all these high pollutant things. And they have these perceptions of success. But what is success? In, in what I found is that is not success. That, that can be a part of success, but it's not success. And that the the greater success, what I found, is living freely in the oneness and the unity with the vastness and the great abundance of the quantum field, the totality of everything. If you wanted to play on a, a, a small playground and just be in that world and experience a, a, that world, then that's one thing. But if you want to play on a bigger playground, what has more of all the fun things and that we could ever imagine, then that's playing big. It's showing up to just have a greater life experience. And we often are terrified of our, I would just say, largeness, our magnificence of our own genius, because it means we have to let go, or at least invites us, Dr. James, to let go of all that no longer serves and how we've lived our lives. So I believe this is the time that's inviting all of us to play big, to show up, and, and live, live, live fully. Live our best life now. Why not? 
Right. And so that me. So and there's a lot that you're saying there, too, because I I can see our listeners, you know, in my mind's eye kind of scratching their head or rubbing their chin and saying, now um, there's to see ourselves as one or connected with the divine source. Right. I hear you saying mm-hmm. that. See yourself as connected with the divine source. So if we are connected with the divine source, however you want to call that for each listener who comes from varied backgrounds. Right. You know, this is the source of all from which all stems, right? It's amazing power, right? That's what I see, right? And then to see that one, and then also to to be willing to let go. And when I when you say that, Adam, I got to tell you that it feels freeing and scary at the same time because who doesn't want to let go and free fall for a little while through the universe and you know and just have this experience of freedom. But at the same token, there's a part of us, and, and I, I know I'm not alone in this, there has to be a part of us that says, to themselves, now, what if I crash and burn? What if I hit something, you know, this is my life I'm talking about. This is me walking away from or letting go of the only safety net that I know of. But I know that I'm meant to soar. I know, that, how, how do you... How do you walk through that process? And I understand you did it. You walked away from a successful career. You walked into your passion. But, you know, I guess I, what I'm saying for a lot of people is that they don't have that. Maybe they don't have the financial uh, surety. They don't have the uh, the tribe of support or the familiar support that says, okay, you need to let go and walk in this direction how how are people what can they hold on to that's tangible that says okay i can take this baby step what what is that baby step well for, for me it was it was a leap of faith it was a leap of faith that that there, that i would find a greater guide and greater truth in my life that i had to be willing to let go and in the divine genius, the unlearning curve, I share these 13 wisdom teachings, these universal teachings that are like a, a, a stepping stones across a bridge from our, let's say, old version of ourselves where we are living in our past and we're defaulting to safe places. And ultimately, we're finding all the pain and the trouble and the challenges we face, but then we're moved and are, say, motivated in some cases by illness or chaos in the world, or maybe some of us are inspired by spirit. Maybe we're called to our greater uh, uh, truth of ourselves and, and our authentic self. So what, you, what I share in the divine genius, the unlearning curve, that it, it's unlearning is a letting go in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. not a matter of trying to get something else. It's more a function of what I share of letting pieces that no longer serve us go. So I shared one of the wisdom teachings, and there's several, there's 13, all are essential, but I shared one on death. And I posed the question at the beginning of the divine genius, can you get out of this lifetime alive? In other words, can you get out of this lifetime now free, liberated from our past, liberated from our past conditionings of trauma or limiting beliefs? And the answer is definitively yes. And in the book, I offer uh, 13 steps to do that, to move away. And one of them is death, which is really surrender. And when what I found is when I let go 
of the life that I was living, ultimately on the other side of that was something that was even more than that. The things that were true, my beautiful three daughters, the life of some friendships, my mother, my father, bless them. They, all that remained true, but the stories and the traumas and the limiting beliefs started to fall away, and that was no longer taking power over me. So that first step that I found is to be really radically honest, to say, hey, I want to live a life of destiny. I want to live my foolish joy now. I want to live in oneness, and I don't know how, but I'm willing to take it, show up and listen because spirit is present. The guides are present. And when we, I found that letting go, surrendering the idea of what was separate, all that went away and what remained of what's always been, the indelible truth of my oneness with nature, my children, and those I love. And I'm meeting a lot more people that way today. So that's the invitation to let go, to embrace this now. Why wait? Why wait to the end of our lives? Why not now? Oh, I love that. I, I love what you're saying right there. Why wait? What? And that was our theme in, 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 uh, in the beginning of 2021 and throughout the whole year. Our theme was what are we waiting for? Right. And so here we are now, you know, we're improving our lives right now in this moment in this year. So no more letting go. Embrace no more waiting to let go. Embracing the letting go right now so that we can walk boldly toward what already is. Right. It's us keeping the blinders on or trying to exist in a, in, in a place that no longer ex- exists. Right. The past is no longer there. But we keep trying to squeeze ourselves back into that shadow so we can exist there because the brain has this comfort level there and we keep trying to be there. But I, I am so grateful for, for what you're saying here. So, you know, why why not move forward now into our place and, in, in, and ultimately into our bliss? So in, in the book, you, you mentioned it a few times here, you share the 13 universal wisdom teachings and the genius process. And we, you talked about one right now is, um, can you get out of this alive? And I love that. That is the death of the, the death of um, the end of one thing. I, there was a phrase that I heard that I really love is that the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next, right? And so that life is going on this journey always, right? We're going on this journey towards the next thing always. But um, in addition to that, uh, you know, the death, the letting go of one thing, tell us a little more about these teachings in the process and how they are meant to benefit, benefit us in our everyday life. Well, these are like pearls. 13 pearls and each pearl is strung together as the as the 13 are put together and they're strung together as and as your necklace of the gems of, of 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 life they offer us steps incremental steps across the bridge from what i describe as our 1.0 nature our ego separate into our 2.0 nature, which is our one, the oneness and unified self, our authentic self, or our genius. And each of these teachings play an instrumental role 
in that they offer us an insight into how we can take the steps across the bridge. Let me just share a couple examples with you. And this is really important because if, if you recall, or some of you may recall, Einstein once said, you can't solve the problem from the place the problem was created. And as an 18-year student of A Course in Miracles, the problem is this thought of our ego that we're separated. That's the problem. But that's also the solution. That's the great news. If we solve the problem, we also have the solution. So how do we move beyond this idea of our separation? Well, I put forth a process, a pathway. There are many, and they're beautiful ones. I put forth a process that allows us to experience these 13 universal wisdom teachings. And the first one is what we've spoken so much about on the journey and continue to, but that's true forgiveness. Mm. And that's about, that's about forgiving ourselves, not for what happened, but for what did not happen. What did not happen is we forget so easily that we are connected and one. And in the oneness, there is no separation. There is only love. And that is our forgetfulness. We all make that here. And the idea is, is not to deny a trauma or an event, but the idea is not to play victim or, or play the perpetrator or play the rescuer role that we all want to play so often. The idea is no longer to be the judge, no longer to convict people or ourselves of doing wrong. We simply made an error in our forgetfulness. So we don't have enough time today to go through these 13 wisdom teachings, Dr. James, but these are powerful insights to cross that bridge into our greater genius, into our, our expression as in our divinity in our life. They're practical, they're easy, and it's about unlearning an old thought that we are separate. That's the problem. Once that old thought is looked at and understood for what it is and unlearned, the divinity and the brilliance and the genius and the light of who you are is already exist. It's not out oh. there. It's right here. Yeah, you've given us so much right here. And you're right, we only have about four minutes left. But there's so much right here in that uh, in that forgiveness. And I love how you said that. We forgive ourselves for what for what did not happen, not for what happened, right? And that's I've not heard it said that way, but to forgive ourselves for what did not happen is an interesting concept because somewhere on 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 a many levels, when you said that, I thought about that a lot of, I guess that's a lot of this regret for what did not happen and maybe because of decisions or, you know, but ultimately, ultimately what I hear you saying is that we may somewhere along the lines, we thought ourselves separate from the divine, right? In our humanness and in, in, in what we call our flaws or our mistakes, we allow that to be the, the, the separation, if you will, between that which we consider to be the divine. And therefore we, in that process, deemed ourselves to be less than worthy, right? And I, 
sitting here in this space and having this conversation with you, it seems so ludicrous. It's like, oh my gosh, no, right? I I can and I am everything, yeah. all that I that I wish to be, I am. It's a matter for me of me accepting that, irregardless of what the eyes see. So this the work that you're doing is phenomenal. The book is phenomenal. I've got to encourage everyone, if you're ready, if you're truly ready to un, to discover you, this is the place, this book here will help you to do that. Going through these 13 steps, divine genius, the unlearning curve is a great a great read, a great, uh, I, I think, if you allow me to use my own words, it's a great, great discovery of, to fall in love with yourself again and fall in love with your passion and fall in love with, with you and your journey without regret in any of those natures, in any of those things there. So uh, last thoughts, Adam, for where we are today. Lots of people, and we started off talking, you and I, before the show came up, speaking to the condition that people are in right now today. And we talked about forgiveness being one of these great um, of the 13 uh, steps of pearls that people could take. But right now in the midst of um, COVID and everything that's going on, it seems to be pretty chaotic. Do you have any tips that uh, our listeners could take with them to navigate this time period in life successfully? The power is you. You are the guru. You need nothing other than the genius that resides within your heart and in your soul. The presence of the divine is, is, is here. The light has come to hold us in our own pathway should we choose to show up, to be the courageous ones, to be the hero or the heroine of our life's journey. This is the moment. Why wait for what you can do right now? Why wait? tomorrow or another day when things will be very different or change, perhaps not in our favor, but ultimately our moment is now. So I invite everybody to please check out my work, explore the book. I'm deeply blessed and grateful to have been here with you today, Dr. James and all of your listeners. Thank you so much. And can you give our listeners a, a website that they can find you? It'll be on our on our site too at Unity. But for anyone who wants to jot down, Adam C. Hall's website address is AdamHall.Solutions. AdamHall.Solutions, and I offer a beautiful free master's class on there that can help you to awaken and discover your genius and how you can create a powerful and important impact in the world that. So needs all of us right now. Well, thank you so much, Adam. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. You're listening to Everyday Peace. If you have not visited our Facebook page, Leaders in High Heels, I encourage you to do it today. I absolutely love you. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher 
for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.